Hey everyone, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. On this episode, I am drinking a table smasher from 12 Gates. I am uh, brewing. I realize I haven't told you guys like what I've been brewing or, or doing lately. So I most recently have brewed a Scottish export, which we'll be sharing with our homebrew club, uh, kind of virtually, just passing them out so people can taste them. And I am joined by the Buffalo Beer League by Mark, Jesse, Scott, and Brian, talking to Carl Kobe of Pressure Drop Brewing and Adam Burnett from Eli Fish out in Batavia. They are talking about all sorts of different things, including the collab they did, uh, which follows up on the collab that, that Eli Fish and West Shore did, the Lisa Likes Nelson, the Millhouse Likes Lisa, and the Nobody Likes Millhouse. Uh, this new one from Eli Fish and from Pressure Drop is called Nobody Likes Josh. Um, and we, we talk about the unintended consequences that come from that. And there's a couple of times when I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in to explain things a little bit better. So look forward to that. I also did my best to, um, to clean up the language a little bit. So rather than leaving all of the profanity in, I, uh, I would bleep out the the profane bits as best as I could. There may be one or two that squeaked past me, uh, but in the two hours, uh, uh, that would be the most, one or two. So be careful where you're listening to this and uh, enjoy the talk. Before we get into it, I'll remind you that we are a member of the Hopped Up Network. It is a podcast network of independent regional beer podcasts. You can find all of the podcasts at hoppedupnetwork.com. So if you're looking for more things to listen to, check it out over there. As always, you can find this podcast at buffalobeerleague.com forward slash WNYBrews. You can find the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash WNYBrews. And I'll talk to you throughout this podcast. And at the end, let's get into the talk. What's up? Uh, what's everyone uh, drinking? Got some uh, some bubble sticky. No, oh, very nice. I am I am drinking a sticky, sticky trees as well. Ooh. Mine is, tastes super fresh. Carl, what's what's the deal with no more dates on the bottom of these cans? Oh, so basically, what happened is is because we use mobile canners. Yeah. Um, they came in and their date coating machine was broken. Ah, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, uh, it happens. Yeah. So, well, it really pissed me off though because I I had like a really great saying lined up for the bottom of the can, <laughs> and um, when you you're like. You're like, oh, I'm canning sticky trees on Friday. I got the perfect thing I want to put on the bottom of the can. And then these guys show up and you're like, all right, hey, I want to put this on the bottom of the can. And they're like, yeah, no, date coder's broken. And I'm just, you know, it just ruins your entire week. Yeah. <laughs> it's only so, a few batches and I'm, I'm drinking this death lettuce. It's got a date on the bottom. Cheers to three years, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Blue Bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesse, did you see what the answer was to what is a sticky tree? Uh, no, I did not. It's a tacky shrub. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so there's a story behind that. Would you like to hear the story behind tacky shrubs? Please. Yes. 
Sure. I know a story behind Jackie Shrubs. Uh, yeah. It's, it was uh, probably I tried about two months ago. Rudy from Thin Man was like, hey, I want to make like a crystal clear West Coast all mosaic hopped IPA. And I was like, oh, you want to make sticky trees? <laughs> and he's like, well, something really, really like it. And I was like, okay, sweet. So I gave him like a lot of tips and pointers to the point where he literally could have made the beer if he wanted to. And he ended up, um, you know, dry hopping it a little different and doing some other things and did a little different water chemistry. But the beer that he came out with that he filtered was like almost identical to sticky trees. And I was like, what are you calling this? And he's like, we actually don't have a name for it yet. And I looked right at him. I was like, dude, you need to call it tacky shrubs. Mm-hmm. And how long ago was this? That was like two months ago. And that's oh. when he came out with uh, that West Coast IPA that they did. It was called like this wave is mine. I, I may know where you got that name from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually tried to clone sticky trees myself and uh, homebrewed it. And that's what I called my version of it. No what, one here could the original, but yeah, called the tacky shrubs. <laughs> did you really? We, we did talk yeah. about it on the podcast back no. in like yeah. April. Okay, so I'll say this. When we did that podcast, by the end of it, I was fairly drunk. And I don't <laughs> we all were. We all were. Yeah. Like the idea turned into, into a little uh, a burst of something that stayed with you. <laughs> yeah, it was like a subliminal message like tacked in the back of my brain. <laughs> that I didn't realize we had an actual conscious conversation about. Uh, I, I was going to say, it's not a subliminal message if someone just says it straight out, out loud. <laughs> it is if you don't, like, if you don't remember You don't remember that's the good, conversation. Just, yeah, that's, that happens like, to Maybe that's uh, something else. I'm not. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of times that actual conversations happen, and then you're just like, oh, did I, did, was that a dream? Yeah. Because <laughs> if that was an actual like oh that that conversation did happen oh yeah but i was super cross faded <laughs> so it doesn't count you know hey everyone it's scott um uh future scott editing scott i wanted to play you the actual clip from the episode a couple of months ago back in july where we talked to carl and Jesse brought up Tacky Shrubs for the first time. So that's about 15 or 20 seconds, and then I'll play a low tone to let you know that we're going back into the actual episode. So uh, that's what you're about to hear. You're going to hear a clip from the episode back in July, and then we'll get back into the other one. Okay. Talk to you soon. Jesse, do you want to reveal the name to your Sticky Trees uh, clone? I call it Tacky Shrubs. (laughs) (laughs) Tremendous. Did you call it it Tacky Shrubs? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Good. Kind of a play on words. It's Too also good. got that cheek to waga flair. Well, I'll say this, dude. Uh, you know, maybe one of these days at uh, Pressure Drop, we can make a beer called Tacky Shrubs. So, Scott, are you? Uh, I see. Are you ready with the? Are you ready with your finger on the bleep button to have? Since Carl's back on the podcast, I am. I'm taking uh, thorough notes tonight. Oh, okay. We talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's right. introduce the guest this time. Let's actually okay. talk. Okay. Like for for example, Adam, I've never actually met. We've never actually met face to face. I have yet well, to make it out to Eli Fish, and I'm really embarrassed to say that. That's okay. Ooh, I hear that all the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'll say this. I'll say this. As somebody who's been to Eli Fish on several occasions, it is a ridiculously beautiful space. Man. So it's absolutely gigantic. There's so much room in that space. It's unbelievable. Um, they have an amazing staff, great beer, phenomenal food. They have what? Three kitchens, Adam. Wow. We're down to, we're down to two kitchens right now. One of the tenants moved out. We had like, per, like permanent food stalls. Oh, and they right. come and go. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they had three. So like, you know, I mean, you can get like really good pub grub, great, like, you know, just amazing, like steak sandwiches with like dope ass poutine from the kitchen at Eli, <laughs> or you could get, I don't know, what was the one kitchen doing? Like all vegan food or something? I mean, having a vegan joint in a town of 14,000 doesn't sound like the best idea, but uh. it causes a ton of Buffalo and Rochester traffic to drive out. Yeah. Yeah, and no, and the food from the vegan place was absolutely phenomenal. Are they are they the ones who are still there? They're still there. They're they're going to be with us forever. Yeah, no, their food is just absolutely killer. So it's like a really cool cooperative concept as far as like the food is concerned, and then the space just a hundred percent just absolutely gorgeous and well utilized. And then you know, the beer's decent. Beer, Thanks. The beer's fair. <laughs> the beer's fair. Beer's all right. Beer's all right. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> the, uh, you know, the, the staff is actually outstanding, though, as well. I got to say that uh, one of the things that I really noticed, <clears throat> and this is before I actually even talked to Adam about it, was that the, the staff was actually really knowledgeable about the beer, like, from moment one. And they're invested, you know, like you could tell. And then I was talking to Adam about it and he was like, oh yeah, I meet with the staff as often as I can. And we go through and we do tastings and we do all this stuff to try and like educate them and like push everything forward and like really emphasize like our product in the building. And I mean, it shows, it shows. It's like really, really freaking amazingly well done. Thanks, man. I mean, these are, these are all hometown people. I'm the only one that's worked in a brewery before. So the amount of, you know, training I wanted to make sure that they were promoting the beer the right way. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a lofty goal, but um, they're all, they're all really receptive and I couldn't be happy with them. Adam, could you give us your story on how you came to Eli fish in like two minutes? I can do it in the last, but yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in Batavia. All right. I left 15 years ago. Uh, I went to film school in Boston. I worked in LA in television for like 10 years. Uh, but I was miserable. So I was a home brewer the whole time. Uh, got deep into that scene. One of my high school buddies is one of the owners of Eli. So he, uh, they ran it for a year without me. I was in Chicago brewing at the time. And they called me and said, just come home and run this for us. And I came home and ran the brewery for him. There you go. One minute. That's awesome. Are you? Do you have an IMDb page? Can we look you up? Uh, I'm about to. I think I do, <laughs> but I think there's four or five Adam Burnett's, and I forget which one I am on there because they all have like, like parentheses V I I I, and gotta find which one. Uh, all right, find so one. Find one that has credits for MTV and VH1. That's me. I was gonna say, don't tell me because I'll I'll bring it up and we'll we'll play a quiz a little later on. Is this the correct Adam Burnett? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get credited a lot because I was in casting, and they, no one cares about casting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but he There's, casted yep. Slave. 
and Flavor of Love. I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was risky. Risky that. casting. <laughs> That's before my time. That, I would have been like 15. <laughs> yeah, but what was crazy? What was the one that you did? Like it was like Hip Hop Wives or something? I, I did I did uh, Black Ink Crew, uh, Love and Hip Hop, New York, Atlanta, LA, uh, Basketball Wives, New York, Atlanta, uh, a bunch of other random shows. I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, so I didn't aspire to do that. When I got there, I was doing like I love the '80s, I love the '90s. That kind oh, of no, was dealing with dealing with comedians all day long was the best time ever. But then I got transitioned to African American soap opera, and it was horrible. And the the lure of Batavia was just too strong. <laughs> I love. Like, I'm done with this man. Hollywood life. Come on, Batavia. I, I love oh. this place. I was I was always <laughs> desperate to get back and never, never had a reason. Don't to. mind, Mark. He's a city folk. I uh, know. Um, no, Adam. Where did Home you? Always brings you back. Were you working, Adam? Were you were you working at a brewery in Chicago, or were you just living there and brewing? Uh, I worked at a brewery. I moved to Chicago to brew. I got a job at a. Pretty big production place outside the city, about an hour west. Uh, whenever I explain to people, I say it was it's kind of like Chicago's version of Young Lion, like okay. half dozen core beers, very solid core beers, but you know, pretty much by the book vibes. Yeah, and you know, district of the whole state, so everyone knew who we were. Um, I wanted to do a lot more, so I was really excited when Eli said, "You can come back and you can do whatever you want." Yeah, and that was. Nice. That was easy. Easy choice. Nice. Make a gin barrel aged freaking uh what is that? Half a Vison? No, not a half a Vison. I have a gin barrel wit beer I just dropped. Gin beer. Oh. Gin barrel. <laughs> really good. Like Wait, yeah, no, I tasted that. When was that? When we did the collab? That was like yeah. four weeks ago. Yeah. And did would did that sample come right out of the barrel? I, f- I don't remember when I, what I gave to you. I think that might have been uh, out of the kegs. I don't remember. Oh. But it was like this beautiful whip beer on the front end and then like all this juniper kicks in. And then after that, it's just like pure farmhouse sour. Oh, yeah. Like sorry. It was, on, it was on like a dozen strains of Brett for like six mm-hmm. months. So it got really good pineapple funk. It was good. Yeah. I know that beer's it's so weird and so different and it's not anything that anybody would ever think of doing that would make sense but somehow it's like this gorgeous layered symphony of just like layers and layers and layers of freaking just it it, it freaking kind of blew my mind for a hot minute is it on right now it's on draft and there's bottles Hmm. that sounds like that sounds like with them oh, bottles. Yeah. I mean, Batavia is not a caller right now, right? We can actually drink inside out there. You can have a seat with up to 10 people at, at our place. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Nice. Right? You're in, yeah. The inside is still inside. I like it. It's a reason yeah, I have to make a trip. 50% capacity for us is still 150 people. Wow. So it's like nothing changed here. Yeah, yeah they're still doing like very busy Friday and Saturday nights. Whereas people right listening, now, maybe if you maybe want to head out there, the you got to do it in a tent. Maybe you want to head out and grab some gift certificates for for gifts mm-hmm. for people. Tailgate like we did today. Oh, the cold rain. Oh, 
He slowed down there. This guy was cutting out. Yeah. <laughs> <but all> right. <laughs> I was also I mean, pouring we, a beer. There you go. We do. He's we do. Uh, oh, we, all holidays. We do like spend 30 bucks and gift cards, get a coupon for a free crawler. And I explained to my friends who were going to drink there like on the weekends. I'm like, just buy the gift card when you get there and leave with the free crawler. Like it's, you're going to spend the same amount of money. <laughs> tweet this out tonight. That was that's a good point. deal. Yeah, what are we doing at all these other places? Why aren't we all at Eli Fish right now? Yeah. Right? I didn't realize we could all be there at one time. We should all be sitting at a table giving each other COVID. The Uber, the Uber <laughs> from the table is crazy. No, no, it's yeah. cool. As long as we eat something, there's no COVID. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. As long as you yeah, sit you down. Sit down first. COVID <laughs> if you've got food in your mouth. Yeah, as long as you don't stand up because the COVID's up here. So if you're sitting, it's cool. Yeah. But I digress. As a, as a tall person, you're much more susceptible to. Oh, of course. Exactly. I'm very, I'm a high risk. I'm high risk. I'm tall. Us five, nine guys, we're like real, we're in good shape. You're under the, you're under the COVID. Yeah. I yeah, won't jump like on Hangs in the air. Yeah. It's up here. Scott, what did you, uh, you just poured another beer. What'd you open? Uh, a nice, wonderful sticky. In my uh, in my crab apples mug, uh-huh. I I ran out of crab. I, I took it out of crab apples. Yeah. So real quick, check this out. Uh-huh. I went through and I was watching the news last night because you know I'm a local business owner and I want to keep up with what's going on locally. Well, what news station were you and, watching, bro? Uh, it was actually Shout it was out. on uh, Channel Two. And they were talking about how, you know, the uh, $20 million Erie County grant program yeah. had, they had released all the numbers on all the places that were getting the grant money. Right. Mm. And so you could, they had actually published a list on their website of every single business that got grant money from this program. So I was went and looked at it. And so the thing is, though, is it's got all their LLC names. And then it's got like their DBA, which is like the name that they operate under. So our LLC is actually 65 Vandalia Street Brewing Company LLC. Mm-hmm. But then our DBA is Pressure Drop Brewing, right? Mm-hmm. So what it was, was you would look at these these names for these freaking uh, LLCs, and they're all freaking hysterical. Like <laughs> um, one is like Life, Death, and Tacos, and that's the LLC for Casa Azul, <laughs> you know? Okay. And uh, I highly recommend looking up Crab Apples DBA because, <laughs> or it, excuse me, not their DBA. Crab Apples is their DBA. Look up their actual LLC name. It's yeah. hysterical. I will not disclose what it is. Is it something that Pete I came look it up? up can I? Is it something you can go that. To the Channel 2, you can go to the Channel 2 News website and look it up right now. It'll take you about. I don't know, 30 minutes because they gave mu- they gave out $20 million, $10,000 at a time. Oh. So it's a lot of businesses that got grant money. But the re- Hey, everyone. It's future Scott again. Uh, so Carl mentioned uh, a WGRZ article, and I went to find that article, and the article no longer lists the DBAs and the LLCs. So just to uh, to clear up, because uh, it was driving me crazy 
I was able to locate the LLC of the company that does business as their DBA crab apples. It is Deja Boo LLC. D E J A Boo LLC. All right. Back to the uh, originally scheduled um, talk. I mean, I don't mean to be um, like weird about, you know, like I'm very happy for businesses that get grant money, like whatever. I mean, like quite honestly, COVID's been a bear on every single business in Western New York. And I mean, like, you know, like every business I know got PPP and, you know, a lot of them got like uh, disaster relief loans and like all this stuff. Mm. And, but it's at this stage of the game with as bad as everything is right now to give like a business whose like expenditures are like $125,000 a month in bills to give them a $10,000 grant is like almost laughable. Yeah. That's not going to do anything Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not even, not even a drop in the bucket, which is kind of sad and depressing. I agree. I mean, when we did the last podcast, mm-hmm. we were like, when was that? In like May or June? Uh, yeah, approximately. I'll so look up the exact date, but yeah, go with go with May. That sounds right. You know, and we were like thinking that we were all coming out of COVID and like there was like kind of light at the end of the tunnel and all this stuff like that. And like, oh, okay, we're going to get this like, you know, we're going to get like summer back and all this crazy stuff. And now with the way that things have gone now, it's like it's a much for a lot of business owners right now. It's a much, much bleaker picture, man. It is. It's like borderline depressing, (laughs) you know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll that back. It's not borderline depressing. It's full on f-ing heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what up. you're getting a lot more. You're getting a lot more pushback. Yeah, everything right now because people don't. They went they're through. Point. Yeah, they went. They could survive one, but they they can't survive another. You know, round exactly. of all. Exactly, and the, you know, there's a lot of call to. I will say this. I saw that post on Beer Geeks today from uh, Joe Yeager mm-hmm. when he was putting out that thing that said, hey, listen, if you post a picture of yourself at a local brewery, like you're entered to win this like package of absolutely amazing beer that was donated to us and all that stuff. That was, dude, that freaking blew my mind because that like I've never seen somebody like make a wholehearted effort like that on behalf of every single small business owner. That's a brewery in Western New York right now to try and push beer sales on a Saturday harder than ever before. And it was, and it was a hundred percent. It was like, Hey man, these guys need you more than ever right now. If you post a picture of yourself buying beer from a local craft brewery, like you'll be entered to win this prize. And I mean, quite honestly, I don't think like 99% of the sales that you do have nothing to do with that people are just trying to support you locally which is amazing and outstanding and like it's humbling in so many ways um which is it just floors you but at the same point for joe to go out there and to just push people that much harder to try and support local at this point in time i mean i was never 
so happy to be a, you know, member of Buffalo beer geeks as I was today, you know, I know some was, people. I was, know some people who did that before, but no, that's a getting anybody out and getting anybody, you know, pushing people to get out right now. It's, it's what we need. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was just like from, from being a brewery owner's perspective. Cause like, it, it was just something that like I, a one didn't expect. And then on top of it, once I did see it, I was just, like I said, I was absolutely floored. I mean, like to see someone push so hard to support local in a time like this was absolutely freaking amazing. It was absolutely amazing. On that yeah. note, now to crack time. open another beer because we're all about to start crying. I'm about to. <laughs> Dude, um, I've watched I've watched three back to back Hallmark Christmas movies, so I've already been crying. Ah, uh, yeah, you need a good purge every now and again. You got to let it out. I've got a buck star ready to go here. I've been Ooh, letting it warm up. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know if you if you see behind me or if you've noticed, I've got a slideshow of of pressure drop and Eli fish beers going. Oh, but what, and this is the, uh, epilepsy inducing, uh, portion. Oh, we saw that earlier. What is that? This is pressure drops, uh, video. I think it's sticky trees video. So this is pressure. Yeah, drop. That's when we uh, lit the four pack on fire. Yeah. So I threw that in the slideshow, but there's a slide coming up of Adam and Carl together at Eli Fish. Uh, Where'd you find that? <laughs> on on Eli Fish's Facebook page. Actually, okay, we, we hacked your iCloud. Which I, yeah, that's where I scraped <laughs> okay, all of this from. There it is, the sticky the trees on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious, what was going on? What were you guys brewing together? Oh, it was the Everybody Hates Josh. This is the only thing we've done together. We've been that's, talking about collabs for a year and a half. That's when I was outside. Yeah. Go ahead, we, please explain. Yeah, Carl and I have wanted to do a beer together for since we met each other about a year and a half ago, and nothing ever good ideas. Nothing really hit to get it, you know, going. But after I did three collabs with Josh at West Shore, mm-hmm. Carl pretty much said, "This is the one," <laughs> and, it's, and it has to be an homage to all the favors that Josh asks of us. <laughs> <laughs> Every single every single brewery in Western New York does favors for every other brewery in Western New York. I get text messages, emails, requests all the time. Hey, can I borrow 100 pounds of this? Can I borrow 44 pounds of hops? Can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? And for every single, it, 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 it's not a tip for tap thing. You're just trying to help out your neighbor. No. You know, yeah. like, hey, we're short on Amarillo and we're trying to brew this tomorrow. Can you loan me freaking 22 pounds of Amarillo? Yeah, for sure. No problem. I don't need it for a week. You know, Mm -hmm. and whenever Josh needs something, you help him out. And then quite honestly, when I need Josh to come and help me out, he comes and helps me out. It's, you know, we all help each other. It's, it's got nothing to do with just Josh in specific, other than the fact that his frequency is a little bit higher. You're you're being accurate because we all, we, every brewer has every brewer's brewer's phone number and we all have a shorthand to help each other. No, I mean, we ran the beer name by him and he was just like, that's awesome. His own, his like, so I wanted to call it Everybody Hates Josh. And 
he was like, if you could please just call it Nobody Likes Josh, because then it's at least like in line with the collabs that I did with uh, Eli Fish. Yeah, Makes sense. Right? We, did, yeah. we did three beers. It was uh, Millhouse likes Lisa. Lisa likes Nelson. Nobody likes me. Nobody likes Millhouse. So yeah. nobody likes Josh. Yeah, it flows. Yeah. There's, there's a sequence. The Simpsons right. series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the thing was, though, too, is like, so how do we come up with the actual beer that we're going to brew? Right. So. Literally, what, five days before we brewed it. Adam did a collab with Brickyard, which is the um, the Fire and the Flood collab, right? Which is just the most over-the-top beer ever. So it's like heavily fruited, triple IPA. It's got lactose too, right? It has lactose, it has vanilla, it has mangoes, it has peaches. <laughs> yeah, peach, wow. mango, vanilla, lactose, triple IPA with Nectaron and Nelson Savon. Nectaron... Galaxy Strata. Sorry. Sorry. Galaxy and Strata. And so it's like just the most over the top beer ever. At which point I just had this like knee jerk reaction. I was like, we're going to make a 7% West Coast IPA crystal clear with just like Mosaic Chinook. (laughs) And then we did five days later. (laughs) And then Adam's just like, I would love to make that beer. What did we put in the boil? It was all CTZ and Chinook in the boil. CTZ to bitter and Chinook Whirlpool, I think. By the way, it's been, it, there, was it's been our... CTZ, there was some CTZ at like 10, yeah, a little Chinook at five, and then a CTZ Chinook Whirlpool, and then an all mosaic Chinook dry hop. And it was, I'll say this though, when we were brewing the beer itself, it reminded me of making beer in California. It was all the aromas that were coming out of the kettle Amen. were just absolutely freaking spot on. And I, it, it just took me back to a different place in time. And I was, I was rocking three quarters of a chub all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw three, it. Three yeah. quarters. Wow. It might, cut, it might be a cut line. I don't know. That <laughs> might just be an age thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no. Tried your hardest. No, it's not how that works. Um, yeah, I was just like nursing a semi man. I mean, it was like I was, like I said, man. I mean, it just took me back to a different place in time. I mean, the the beer itself is like nothing that I've made. I mean, other than sticky trees in the last like six months. And quite honestly, I haven't I have put caramel malts in an IPA and since I was a home brewer. Wow. I had a lot of people actually coming by here today for the for the dock sale today asking us when we were gonna start making more clear beers again. And they're like, yo, where's those crystal clear West Coast? I want to see more of those. Yeah. And it wasn't one or two people. It was like 10 or 12. Did you not have Sticky on sale today? No, we had Sticky on sale today, but they want to see something new that's clear. You know? Oh. This has been my night. Like a a double IPA version of Sticky or a triple IPA version of Sticky? Well, not necessarily Sticky trees, but I mean something else, right? So... 
I'm telling you um, what I want to see. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want to see a ten and a half version of Sticky Trees? Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. I 100% would buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I probably I would. I'd probably buy it from my own brewery. Um, <laughs> well, then why aren't you making it? Come on now. Let's right. So there's a lot of like uh, for the longest time. Um. We were selling like just like straight up West Coast double IPAs for like the first year that we were open. Mm-hmm. It was just all West Coast double IPAs. Like everything was eight and a half, nine percent, you know, whatever, all these like crystal clear West Coasts. And I just remember one of my sales reps from Try It actually came up to me. He's like, dude, all your beers are like eight and a half or higher. Like, what the hell is going on? And I was just like, well, that's just like really what I like to drink. And he looked right at me and he goes, dude, what's with this go big or go home? Like, you got to tone it down. People got to be able to drink two beers, not just one. And I was just like, okay. Give me and his so name. Then, I don't want to hear this. Yes. Blasphemy. <laughs> Blasphemy. Yeah. You guys what, don't you know. know you, you guys don't know this, but Carl and I, we, it's kind of, Carl and I are both California kids. So I've, I told Carl this and that for the six, seven years, I was drinking a lot of craft beer out there. Every single weekend when me and the guys have a bottle share like you do. Every single weekend, at least one bottle of Knee Deep Simtra was at that share because that was our favorite IPA we ever drank. And mm-hmm. for me to get to make a West Coast beer with Carl is like, it's like very special. Like that's that's awesome to me. Ah, oh, you. F- Oh. All the all the feels. All the feels. Nice. It's like we're being too nice to this right now. <laughs> you should see me and Carl when we're alone. <laughs> there's, too, there's, there's too much heartfelt love. Yeah, going someone, on. Needs to, someone needs to someone needs to something. At some point. Yeah. Yo, no, yeah. When, when we're alone, that three quarter chub goes to full chub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it goes past full mass. Should we uh, just go into another room? Well, where's the uh, where's the breaking news? Where's the breaking news? When he was telling me about how much they freaking that these guys used to bomb on Centra, and I was like, I was like, dude, Centra was like one of the worst beers we made. <laughs> you didn't even love it. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, I hated Centra. It just tasted like pure cat piss, man. <laughs> That's what I love because I was in I was in LA and I was getting. <laughs> legitimately four to five day old Simtra bombers on the shelf. So like you could, well, I would never pass up a 10 and a half percent four day old IPA, but 11.25. I really like Simcoe. I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, I, I, I know there are a bunch of people that don't, but man, oh. I like it. I love it. Um, now Simcoe. I feel like I got to find a knee deep Simtra. I've never had it. Oh dude. I would, say this is um it's hard to find it fresh just go um, to california I, I will do this i will do this for carl i will say this if you find somebody because like i i know there's like a million beer trade websites out there in the world yeah. right if you can find somebody who lives in sacramento region or very specifically Auburn, California and set up a beer trade with them and they can get you like five day old and then mail it to you. That'd be one of the best triple I PA experiences you ever have in your life. But 
if you get it and it's three months old, yeah, no bueno. That's no so, bueno. Carl, um, it's been obviously it's been a while since you've been at Knee Deep. Do do you know? Are there any styles or or beers there that they're still making to your? Are yeah, there no, any beers where you go there and you're still like, oh, this still is exactly the way I used to do it? So I haven't been back to California. I mean, ever since we opened the brewery, I haven't been back to California in almost three and a half years. All right, yeah. Almost four years. And, um, but I could guarantee that if it, it's still the same master brewer, it's still the same head brewer, it's still pretty much the same production staff as when I left. Hmm. There's only half a dozen employees that have left that production staff since I left. Um, those guys have got it locked in, man. They got it dialed. And um, I can guarantee that if I flew out to California right now and walked in that tasting room, the beers would taste the exact same. Um, and then the other part about it <clears throat> is, too, is that, I mean, like those guys, when we first even opened up, man, they helped me out so much. They were freaking like I couldn't get a hold of Citra Hops to save my life. And they were selling me like 220 pounds every week. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain as to like how grateful I was for my time there and everything that I experienced at that place. Because like I didn't originally apply my, my like the first brewery job I applied for in California was not at Needy. It was at a place that quite honestly, by Needy standards is a total f- joke. And the fact that I walked in there and they gave me an opportunity to freaking go into the cold side within like three months of being there was, I don't know, a leap of faith on their part. But at the same point in time, I mean, I was just like, this is the greatest paid internship ever. And every single thing that I learned there was just like process, process, process. Like, you know, you got to make your beers repeatable. You got to, you got to, you got to figure out a way to freaking do it right. Every single time there is no like, Oh, let's just like patch it together at the last minute and figure it out. No, dude, you do it right from moment one. Yeah. Um, and like all those points were like driven home to me, like super duper hard when I was there. Like there is no up. Like you don't up. Like you up. Peace out, man. Nice knowing you. Um, I was like one, like I was, I was on production side for almost two and a half years, man. I never got written up once. (laughs) Not once, dude. I just like could not let it happen. Could not let it happen. And uh, like, but every single thing that I took away from that place and every single opportunity that I was given there, I mean, I can never say enough for the staff there. And like, I can guarantee that if I rolled back in there tomorrow, man, the beers would be of the most, of the highest quality they've gone on. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'll say this about knee deep though, too, man, they are not chasing trends. They, they do their thing and that's what they do. And there's a million people try to try to be who they are. And quite honestly, I don't think anybody's pulled it off. You know, you're talking about a, a brewery that like in their first year, no, second year, they won the uh, People's Choice Award at the, the Bistro Awards for IPA in San Francisco, which as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I don't mean GABF or World Beer Cup, but those guys, man, they don't know shit about IPA. I'll take the, the Bistro Awards in San Francisco, that's the most competitive IPA competition in the entire world. And when you come away from there with freaking, um, you know, People's Choice Award at the end of the day, I mean, to work for a brewery like that is 
Like it's humbling, dude. It's humbling. And, you know, and then you turn around and when I was there, we won like two GABF medals, no three GABF medals and dude, like a dozen world beer cup medals. I mean, it's crazy. And I, I know like they don't chase trends, but at the same point in time, they've obviously adapted to the times and you know, they're doing stuff that's a little bit different than when I was there. But dude, those guys are ballers, man. And I can't ever say a poisonous thing about those motherfuckers, man. They rock. They're just absolute you fucking are, you are filling up my list here of, of edits. <laughs> oh, are you going <laughs> to? I'm just going to bleep them. I'm, they're going to stay in, but I'm going to I'm just going to bleep them out. No, yeah, no. So, hey. They're not staying in it. You bleep them out. No, they're. You bleep they, me out I, every single time context. I dropped that bomb. You bleeped me out. And then you guys had like a pool going on <laughs> it. Freaking no, that was that Like, that's such bull, dude. <laughs> Just leave them all in there, man. If you got a, hey, it's free media. If you got a problem, shut it off. This, this right now, this is going to sound like Morris code. Yeah, when, when the thing actually comes out. I don't, I don't think Matt Khan says the F word. I'm pretty sure. Just like, he did oh, a lot on our podcast. I'll did. say this about Matt Khan, man. I watch that <laughs> drop F bombs all day yeah. long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up on this one. I'm giving up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put the disclaimer in at this point. Go have, go have a meeting with Matt Khan and uh, ask him how ask him how he feels about life right now, and it'd be. I I and we went sideways. How pretty that looks. Oh, that's clear. What is that? Right, here, that's here. the nobody likes job. This is Scott. Oh. This is where you break back into the podcast. Okay, Brian, what are you drinking now? <laughs> oh, I'm so okay, sorry. Brian, what are you drinking now? <sighs> Yeah. I am I am drinking this uh nobody likes Josh from Eli Fish and Pressure oh, yeah. Drop. Mm. You, you said that like you were reading it off a card. It yeah. is so <laughs> clear. I heard that was good. <laughs> Here, Carl, so we didn't we didn't ever this didn't cross my mind ever and probably not yours ever. And it didn't come up till today. But today I had two servers text me and be like, Do we not like Josh Allen? Oh, oh, oh no! Do you, that's what? a need for oh, training. No. Oh, <laughs> an unintended consequence. I never thought of it. The to them was, we don't like Josh Allen. We love, love Josh, Josh Allen. There you go. Right. There you go. Josh Allen is an American hero. Yeah, I guess that's the name of the next beer. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some, some saving there. You didn't realize that while he was throwing a touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis last week, he was also rescuing a kitten from a tree. Oh. <laughs> Al drinking sticky trees. Yeah. From a sticky yeah. tree. I feel I like would be- I would pay. I would, and I'm not talking for like social media promotion or anything like that, but just for own like own personal value to see a f- picture of josh allen just like absolutely shotgun and a can of sticky trees dude i swear to god i would lose it man we could probably, probably get, do it you probably, probably make that happen i don't trust josh allen's beer choices wow i know i know, a, I know right, he's Scott, he's being sponsored by blue but i don't i don't i, don't, I haven't seen him drink anything local have you seen him drink anything local no i don't know have i seen him outside of a game he ate tacos at the Me- Mexico City over here on Camp Road, right next to my house. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, yeah. I have yet to see. I have yet to see 
Josh Allen posted they saw Buffalo Beer Geeks going to pick up beer at a local brewery today. I think I I saw him in line at Froth the other day. (laughs) If he was serious, he wouldn't post it on the Beer Geeks. It'd be on the the Beer League. (laughs) He was probably going going to get some of those cases of Pilsner from Froth because I have a feeling that Josh Allen is a real bush-like kind of guy. (laughs) Could very well be. Now, I'm not saying that being a bush light kind of guy is a bad thing as long as you can throw a ball 80 f-ing yards, man. That's right. <laughs> over them, their mountains. Throw it over them, their mountains. Yeah, you can drink all the bush light you want. As Josh Allen, you if you're listening, beerleague.com, reach out to us. <laughs> there are local pilsners, though. There are local pilsners. Switch to uh, I'm on Strummer now. Oh, can I talk about Strummer for just a second? I had. I, I had a, a four-pack of, of beers that I was saving specifically for tonight. And uh, I drank them all. Uh, and the Strummer, Strummer I saved until the last. Like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not really into a Belgian ale tonight. And then I had it. And I, I tweeted it out. But every time I have Strummer, like, this is a good beer. I, I am shocked by how good of a beer that is. Every time. Just a gateway beer, man. It's light. It's crisp. It's clean. It's easy drinking. It's got just enough flavor. It's not over the top. We actually, we ferment it at a little bit cooler temperature so that you don't get like a ton of Belgian ester out of it. It's just like a nice, subtle Belgian ester. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a blonde ale, man. And it's just got just like a little hint of Belgian note on the end of it. It's not overwhelming. And, you know, it's what I like to refer to as gateway beer. It's like Yo, Josh Allen, you like Bush Light? Try a Strummer, dude. Oh it's like Bush Light with flavor, brother. Josh Allen, and now, if you're listening to this podcast. Obviously yeah. he does, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, like, Panfield's famous. Obviously. Yeah. Burnett's famous. Yeah. I mean, all the rest of us are a bunch of freaking schleps, but, yeah. like, just... With them That's alone, true. get almost anybody to listen to this thing. Yeah. You think we could get him on a podcast? Let's try. Let's try. Why not? Wow. Um, Send him an invite. You'd be surprised what, how much time he's got in the off season. That's right. Mm-hmm. He can't go let's anywhere. Right right. We'll see, let's see how many playoff games he wins before you decide to send him an invite. Wow. <laughs> Nope, I'm not Jay. proud. I'll send him an invite with zero in, with zero playoff yeah. wins. He's, yeah. he's played in more playoff games than we've seen in a long time, so I'll take it. It's true. I'd really like to I, – I mean, granted, we cannot go to a home game this year, hmm. but I would like to see a playoff home game this year. No. So at the very least, I can sit outside of the stadium and throw empty beer cans inside. Yeah. You know? Carl and I watched the last one together. We sat at the bar at Eli for eight hours and drank and watched the game. Oh, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, for the last three hours, I was chugging water. <laughs> <laughs> you were chugging well, water? No, we go to sit down at the bar. I, I, You know, me and the wife get together. We're like, hey, we're going to go out to Eli Fish. I was like, hey, I wonder if Adam's going to be there. We sit down, sitting at the bar. The next thing you know, he starts busting out, like, all these whales, man. He's just, like, bringing out all these, like, He's like, oh, let me go get some magnums out of my beer cellar. <laughs> like, we're just like sitting. This is like on a freaking Sunday in. It was a know, Bills playoff period. game. <laughs> yeah, That's... but like, do you really want to bust out whales for a football game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the answer yeah, to that. Like, 
Yes. Why Dude, not? Dude, you're yeah. drinking some like seriously world class freaking beer. And then all of a sudden I was just like, oh, man, we're like done with the first half and I'm hammered. <laughs> and I got to drive home in like two hours. And I just really? sat there. I don't know. If you were feeling, like, as long bad. as you made it through the first half of that game, you were good. The second half. Yeah. Oh, no. Here's the thing, though. We showed up three hours before the game even started. Right. Right. Oh, we wow. didn't think we'd make it to the game. We thought we'd hang out for a bit. <laughs> yeah, you're watching I the sat game. at the damn bar for three hours till these fools showed up. <laughs> we had zero intentions of watching the game together, and we're like, oh, check it out. The game just came on. I guess we're here for five more hours. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I watched like hockey until you fools showed up at uh, what is now Prohibition. So, Adam, some, we just got this tweet that said, so I checked into the Crantastic Voyage, which was really good, by the way. I saw you. I wanted to hear your feedback. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but, but this this tweet real quick. It said, this guy tweeted, for all of all the towns in New York, Batavia was the last place I expected a good brewery to pop up. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, we're not known for much. <laughs> But the uh, the Crantastic Voyage was good. It was the more I drank of it, it was a little too it was a little too much acid for me. But um, the cranberries were very vibrant. They were very tart. It's really sour, and a lot of that is just yeah. based on the cranberries you can get year to year. Oh, okay. The, the cranberries this year were oh, Carl, this one tart, <laughs> sour man. There's no it, way man. around it. Oh. Cranberry flavor, better ass, brother. It was good though. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I love my base sour. It might have been better last year. It was uh, oh, okay. just because the 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 year's cranberries weren't as tart. They were more, you know, juicy and you know, fun. This was just this was all cranberries were really tart this year. I'm on. Well, I'll a, say this. Oh, Good. I I really appreciate how tart that sour was. Like for me personally, like just comes no, no, and no. This guy, they got stopped. Yeah. Robot. <laughs> Robot. Yeah. Carl, no, I'll take it. I'll cut him off. I'll just, take it. Just fill this. Yeah, I'll take it even more scientific. I mean, when me and Carl, when we're making beers, when you're souring a beer, you get to kind of choose when to stop souring when you're doing a kettle sour. And I, I stop earlier than most people. I think like three, Three is pretty average from three two to three four is where you're going to get a lot of beers. I usually stop mine around three five to keep it more palatable for a more common market, you know, palate. And I did this beer. I stopped it around like three four five. Not that sour of a beer. And those cranberries took it straight to battery acid. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It it is a fun beer for like eight ounces. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was. Oh, Carl's back. My back. I make every single stop I make is to try and make a sour that'll literally make you wake up in the middle of the night with your throat bleeding. Like I want to make something that oh, is so, so tart that you no. know. Like when we made Volcano Bunny, I think the the final pH on that was in like the two seven five two eight range. In the twos, which will wow, really really hurt a lot of people. Like you're in the vinegar and range of twos. Yeah, that one that one was pretty uh, pretty acidic. 
Yeah, I think that was quite honestly the best sour we've ever made. Nice. I like um, the uh, the one that we just released, the bubble. Um, that was nice and tart. That was nice and tart. The blackberry actually kind of kicked the tartness in that one up a little bit. But that one was only like three two, you know. Um, but blackberries will come across as tart. Peach will come across as sweet, but the blackberries will come across as tart. But they both were fully fermented out, so I mean it actually worked out really well. Um, but like, so when I drank that Crantastic Voyage from Eli Fish, I was like, oh my god, I was like, this is right up my alley. So I mean, I don't know if he took an actual pH rating on the final beer, but I, God, if he did, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't put it past him that it was in like the high twos, you know. Yeah. Which is, like I said, right up my alley. I mean, that's what I want. Like I said, I want my teeth to melt. He kept day. it high, but the... I don't even like, even talking about this, I'm like, I'm doing this, like... <laughs> Carl, I, this question I'll ask Adam when he comes back. I was thinking about this. Well, two things. Both Joe Yeager and Matt Kahn say, say... What? Yep. Fire that one off again. I didn't hear you, brother. Oh, um, both. Do we lose Carl? Is Carl still there? For a moment, yeah. No, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, right. Both both Joe Yeager and Matt Kahn say hello. I texted them while we were talking. So, um, but so this yeah question for Carl and Adam. We were I was talking about this with these guys earlier today. Like, so you're doing like the pineapple sticky trees and the sticky icky. Like I I like pineapple as a fruit to begin with, so I, I kind of gravitate toward gravitate toward pineapple beers. But like what like I feel like some fruits just work better in beer. Like maybe this has to do with the cranberry conversation. Like what be what fruits do you guys feel like you sort of work better, or do you, do you have like a preference to working with fruits? Because I mean, there's so many again, like. You know, you you can't like walk ten feet without running into like a boysenberry cherry sour somewhere, like cheesecake sour. Yeah, like what? Yeah. Uh, uh, Carl's gone. Are you there, Carl? Go for it. You can do your version first. I'll do my version too. I'll say this. Um, I personally, I like to gravitate toward fruits that are naturally acidic. Yeah, makes sense. I also like to gravitate toward fruits that are naturally bitter because you find a little bit better balance there. Um, so like mango especially is naturally bitter. And so I really like to, do, I do like to use that in sours. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of times, like, I mean, we did a, I mean, I love guava. I think guava is like the ultimate cheater fruit when it comes to sours yeah. like everybody says that they want to make an ipa and they want to put galaxy hops into it right and it's just like making an ipa with galaxy is like cheating right like it's really really hard to make a bad ipa yeah, that you... I know, i've had bad ones but go on <laughs> it was, yeah, it was easier it... in 2018 2019 when galaxy was great the, the or, sorry 2017 18 the 19 galaxy was yeah, no, like, dude, the best galaxy that I ever actually dealt with was 2015 crop. I mean, that stuff was, like, just absolute pure strawberry and peach. I mean, it was it was mind-altering, like, how good it was in 2015. And then just as time has gone on, the, the terroir and galaxy has changed. And it's not the same, like, man. Yeah, it's just not the same as it used to be. 
um, might have a lot to do with those massive fires that they had in Australia. You know, I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, but like using galaxy to make an IPA is like borderline cheating. And I feel that using guava to make sour is borderline cheating. Like I am absolutely in love with guava. I think it's naturally tart. It's naturally acidic. It's so tropical. It's got like all these beautiful layers of flavor in there. And then if you want to like, you can, you can do so much with it. You can pair it with like a little bit of lime, make it a little bit more tart. You can pair it with cherry, make it a little bit more sweet. You can pair it with peach or mango and it would just like absolutely work beautifully. Um, but at the same point in time, you could dry hop it and like add like a whole bunch of like, like throw some mosaic in there and get like a bunch of skunk and dank and funk and in there and just like really <laughs> ride that freaking guava till it you. Um, oh, I, th I, th I think guava, quite honestly, is one of the fruits that I gravitate to the most. Um, at the same point, though, I really do love raspberry, blueberry, blackberry. Um, and then because those are also naturally acidic, but then, you know, peach, mango, apricot, they're also, they got like a touch of bitter to them and they can provide balance. It just really all depends on what you're going for in the moment, like what the season is, mm -hmm. uh, what you think your market is. Um, and oh, yeah. Everybody else, what you want to do sometimes, you know, like yeah. I think that peach blackberry is going to taste great. So that's what we're going to make. So I, guess, I guess we were talking about like, cause last time you did a sort of fruited sticky, you did pineapple and mango. Like, did you, did you purposely go with pineapple this time because it you just liked it better it sold better like no it was 100 percent because we were doing christmas in hawaii man okay because most most of us that? most just the informal survey i was doing earlier like most of us preferred the pineapple yeah. to the mango last time um but yeah i mean and i get down with that too i think that the sweetness of the pineapple actually better is or balances better with the IPA. I mean, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, Because mango, like I said earlier, mango is inherently bitter. So, I mean, it kind of might push the bitterness a little bit too far over the edge. Yeah, Mango is also like so much more viscous than pineapple, and it doesn't necessarily mix into the beer as well. And I mean, this is all added post-fermentation. So you got to yeah. find something that's going to work in there and actually like yep. make it with the beer and like equally dissipate and freaking and work out properly and, and yeah. be just for sexy beard or freaking dump on the market. I mean, the, the one thing that I actually really liked about this experiment that we did, because every single time I feel that we spike kegs with fruit, it's like it's an experiment. Yeah. Um, it's like, a little it's like mad science. Um, I can say hello if he's waving. Oh, what's up Decker? You know, just hanging out, living <laughs> the dream, listening it's to your crazy. podcast, real live. Can we have our own podcast? Yeah, we should. We could just do it in the background and be like, oh, they're so stupid. That would be so <laughs> Let's awesome. Let's talk about fruit profiles. <laughs> yeah. You know what, what do you how, think? How many fingers? I don't have enough. <laughs> Why is mango better than... All right, get Scott, can we get them on the Hopped Up Network or what? Oh, I so love that so much. Ah, uh, so we talk about 
like did they think we just talk about like sports and boobs all the time but here we're i'm trying to have a sophisticated conversation God. about fruit profiles why <laughs> haven't we talked about sports and boobs yet <laughs> let's, let's talk about no, we'll talk about sports and boobs trust me when we're like, talking about pineapples maybe we're talking about boobs a little bit. yeah i'm trying to talk about fruit acidity and they don't like that either Oh my God! Can't I win. So, to get back to the task at hand, <laughs> the uh, when we did the icky, I just thought it would be totally different than sticky because, like, quite honestly, even though those beers are almost identical, they're totally different, and I thought that the pineapple flavor would come across totally differently in icky. And to be honest, it did. You know, it, we opened the, we cracked open an icky crawler. In the parking lot this parking afternoon, <laughs> and it was like I thought it tasted. It was like dull pine. It was like pineapple juice. It was like straight juice. The, yeah, the, yeah, but you could still taste the beer in there too. Sticky is much you know, more. So, so many like the the fruit overwhelms the beer, and you can't even taste the beer anymore. But you could actually still taste the beer in there. So I appreciated that. I will say this: when we when we spike cakes with pineapple, we we go overboard on the fruit. We go seriously, seriously overboard. Pineapple's um, a great to spike because it's actually a juice. Yeah. No, it's not bu- juice. It's puree. You're oh, you're getting up. So I've only ever gotten the Oregon uh, pineapple, and that's just juice, and I feel stupid for buying it. <laughs> the, the stuff that we get from New York State Hop Guild is actually a little bit more viscous that's cool. than the stuff that you get from Oregon. Yeah. So, um, Adam, so you get you use a straight like sort of juice versus a what's the like what's the benefit or the drawback to that? No, I don't use a straight juice. Uh, we all we all deal with the same two suppliers basically for fruit. So yeah. like if you ever if you ever like, man, why did six breweries drop a goldenberry beer in the last two weeks? It's because like, oh, we all it's because we all have the same supplier and we all just bought uh, yeah. the same. No, that, well, that, yeah, I, yeah. what happened is what happened is is that supplier decided to put goldenberry on sale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, no, I... so so we all we have kind of learned the ins and outs of what the suppliers do, and we know we all know no. Oregon has Oregon's pineapple is basically pineapple juice, but I'm lear- I just learned New York's because we get a lot of stuff from from New York Hop Guild too. New York's pineapple apparently more of a pulpy which is kind of cool so it's is that what happened more, with the uh at the same point in time the the raspberry that comes from oregon is like just absolutely thick and viscous and absolutely beautiful and the raspberry that comes from hopkill is a lot thinner i mean it's still really really nice but it's 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 yeah, definitely I not switched, as viscous i switched so like, from oregon cranberry last year to new york hopkill cranberry this year and it was a completely different product yeah yeah and that's like when we made Second Summer, the 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 raspberry that we used in there was not necessarily as thick and viscous as the raspberry that Oregon fruit provides. So when um, when Thin Man makes Minky Boodle, they get all their raspberry from Oregon. So that beer is going to be totally different because the raspberry that they get from Oregon is so much more thick and viscous and the stuff that we got from New York Hopkill was a little bit thinner, but it still had really great raspberry flavor. Um, but it's just going to give you a different texture. Uh, it's going to be lighter, crisper, cleaner, which quite honestly, for me, when I'm making sours, I'm not trying to make a puree bomb. I'm trying no, to make, neither am I. I'm trying to make oh, that has a, or I'm trying to make a, um, you know, a 
sour beer that has mango and lime or a sour beer that has peach and blackberry. I am not trying to make a peach blackberry freaking smoothie that yeah. has no sour to it whatsoever. Yeah, even though it was a sour beer when it all came together. Yeah. Chunks of cheesecake like floating around. You know, you, I you got to do what people want you to do. I, you know? I guess and you can drink about four ounces of it. No, that I mean, Carl, you're right. Like, like, the sour, like the idea of sour beers, is just sort of like it's so. It's I don't, I don't even know what that means anymore, right? Like, we drank a couple of beers. That's a valid point. That's we a valid point. A beers today that like were labeled sour on the can, but it's like yeah, there's nothing sour about this beer. Like I fought, I fought since I got to Eli that I won't call a beer sour if if it's a kettle sour. It says kettle sour. Yeah, oh, like forget. God. I mean, for, forget like sort of even the brewing process and the traditional styles of sour. It's just like if a beer is just a fruit sweet beer, it's not a sour. Like it's just because it has a lot of fruit in it doesn't make it a sour at all. Like the the concept of a like pastry sour is <laughs> is counter, it's counterintuitive. Yeah, right. Yeah. We had a they're, they're we starting had a, with a kettle sour, and then they're just adding so much fruit in it right. that you can't taste the sour because yeah. it's yeah. too it's sweet, right? Fruit. It's there, yeah. it's other adjuncts as well that are yeah, how, guys. How many? How many? How many nouns were in that trillium beer we drank today? Oh, like, it was like it was like or it was like orange, almond, cherry, vanilla graham cracker it was like nine things and it was like okay I, yeah fine. let me ask you this though was it good it was all right was you all right. know what carl carl this is my problem it was good for the three ounces i had exactly like, yeah, i don't know who's who's drinking like a 16 ounce pour of some of these beers like what we forget. did today like we were literally had a tent set up in a parking lot today forget I mean, forget ABVs. Like, who's I? Who's drinking? Like, just pouring sixteen ounces of some of these beers, and like, I, I, I can't do it. Like, I want it's. They're like great share. They're great share beers. Give me like, give me. Let me share this with four, three other people. Like, I'll, I'll do. Oh, it's good. Like, I don't. Who's pouring like a pint of these beer? Like, I don't know. Somebody That's wants like, to cut their left foot. I know. I'm just, I'm just like, give me, give me beer, beer, like, and those, yeah, those, those, those sixteen ounce, whatever, like fruited sours, yeah, almost, I, I almost like only for sharing. I like, I just, I keep buying I'll them. They sit there until I have someone to share them with. Like, yeah. I'm making stuff at this brewery that I never thought I would make. You know, um, I'm we've got we've more got, pilsners. Yeah, we all we all want to make more pilsners, but you you don't buy them fast enough. Damn, yeah, sorry. No one buys them. Listen, you all want to make pills all day long. Here's the deal: thirty half kegs of pilsner I have in my cooler, right here. My cake milkshake sour IPA. My fifth highest, my fifth highest rated beer up until a month ago. My second highest rated beer. Wow, that was my K two collab. Blueberry muffin birthday cheesecake milkshake sour IPA. Wow, that's a lot of words. Yeah, that's a lot of words. I wouldn't make them. I wouldn't make them if they weren't our literally highest rated beers. Can we? Can all right? This is a free idea for you guys who make beer. Like, 
I always joke about how some of these beers are just like, it's like beer Mad Libs. Yeah. Where it's just like, because it's like nine different, it's like adjectives. Hold, hold on. I joke with Carl that I want a dartboard. And yeah, each, throw a, a each square up. is a different fruit name, and you it's throw darts. Like, oh, and then tomorrow, on, when you write your review for the beer, you're like, "This yeah. beer tastes like mangoes and pineapples," because it's what you hit on the board. Use the dartboard to brew well, it. I think, I like, think oh, vanilla, I think almond, too. mango, lactose. Like, oh yes, we have a brewery. I think dartboard. though too that I think the the point that Jowett's making is that you could put up that same dartboard and use it as a source of inspiration as to the beer yes. that you make. We're like, oh, we're gonna make a raspberry, blackberry, peach, almond, marshmallow, yes. graham yeah, cracker, peanut butter, barley wine. We're like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't do that. Barley wine, I'm in. Peanut <laughs> yeah. barley wine. That's the Eli and Beer League collab. Peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter barley wine. Oh, no, call us up. We're in. All right, you know, like, well, whatever. Well, I'll say this. Guys are right. Like, you have to, like, you have to keep the doors open. Right. So, like, I and I'm, you know, we guys, we've talked about this before. Like, I'm guilty of this. Like, I'll drink, I'll drink Pilsners all day and brown ales and that kind of stuff. But you know, like, whatever, someone releases a milkshake IPA or a, you know, like. I mean, we, we did drive down to Carl. We love Carl, but yeah. I did drive down to see Carl today. Like, oh, is oh, it's a pineapple sticky icky? Oh, pineapple sticky icky. Like, yeah. So we're all... Yeah, I mean, but, but to be fair, we also drove down two weeks ago when he was just selling sticky. No. <laughs> so No, that was yeah. death level. Dude, you came down for the and death lettuce. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So we're all like, we're... We came from the death lettuce. But I'm over here. And why does no one give a shit about beer to guards anymore? I want a beer to guard craze to come back. No. <laughs> I was I was, was happy there ever last a beer to week. guard craze. No. Dude, I, I was happy last week. I had two Italian pilsners woo. from Buffalo. Italian pilsners. Didn't like, we? Uh, didn't we? Didn't we look? That, at, didn't we look it up on the pod with Matt? And we're like, Italian pilsner is like not a thing. It's like a made up idea. No, well, no. They said it was just like basically a dry hopped pilsner. Yeah. Oh, beer! Listen, I got two Italian pilsners. Beer, <laughs> don't rain on my parade. Beer to guard, just yes, make. Yeah, somebody make a beer to guard. Uh, holy fuck! Oh, I do. Oast, Real quick, Oast House, Oast House up in Nargon Lake. Uh, oh yeah, Oast House has a beer to guard. Oast House, yeah, very good beer to guard. Real yeah. quick, quick. Two things is one. I don't ever want to make a beer that doesn't taste like beer. So like even even like Faded Claws, like quite honestly, man, for me that's kind of like pushing the pushing the boundaries. It's a very because it's what I'm drinking right now. Well, it's very very deathly sweet, and I delicious, mean, if by I the way. made that beer, if I would have made that beer five years ago, like people would have like screamed at me for it, and they would have been very upset. But to make it now i mean but at the same point it still does taste like beer which as long as it's still beer i'm willing to do it you know um and in regards to adam's point though like with the the ratings on on, untapped it's like for me personally untapped doesn't necessarily drive my business because and, and, and quite honestly being in batavia man like I can make whatever I want and I can make 
to style beers and I, I, I live a dream, man. Like I have a beard and guard, I have a wit beer, I have a doppelbach, and like a people are excited beer. about it. Nobody brews wit beers. Like that's I amazing. know. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I can do whatever I want out here and people yeah. get excited about it. Well, and the best part I about it is, <laughs> is you turn around and you make Bro. a IPA. There you go. And it's your number one seller on tap, and it's and probably a three point six five on Untapped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I haven't checked what what Josh is on Untapped, and I don't really care. I, this is kind of more fun to me. Like, so I do I do look at Untapped. I'm not gonna lie. Why? But the fact that I can look in my number one beer is my Doppelbach, and it's a four four four. That's awesome. Impressive. That's, That's awesome. Because who? Why would anyone care about a Doppelbach? I care about a double. I care about double. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're less. Well, than right, the thing, though, is that you guys, quite honestly, quite honestly, the beer league guys are in the minority here. Yes, because yes, yeah. you guys are much more well educated on beer than your average beer consumer. Oh and yeah. Only, yeah. And not only in, in regards to hype styles, but also in regards to traditional styles, and appreciate those traditional styles. There's a, and that's the one actual beautiful thing about Buffalo, man, is, mm. dude, I've got like, I don't know, maybe a hundred check-ins on our freaking lager, but it's like, it, at one point it was our number two selling beer, you know, yeah. like nobody checked it in on untapped. Nobody who paid attention to untapped gave a about it. And yeah, quite honestly, who the cares it was our number two selling beer it's a super solid beer i love it a lot it's actually made with all new york state ingredients which is once again kind of outside of my boundaries and then uh it's like but that beer crushed and it was it was it was good for the business it was good for me like intrinsically and then on top of it it but like you know i mean it got dog ratings on untapped and there's only a hundred of them so who cared like all all pilsners seem to suffer from that it's like like nobody will give a pilsner more than three and a half stars maybe a three seven five i don't know that's just how people people rate them for if if, if it makes it to like it could be the best pilsner in the world three seven five yeah my favorite my favorite untapped check-in ever was somebody checked in a Pilsner on Untapped and literally gave it 0.25 stars and said, "Not enough fruit." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're probably you know probably true. There probably was not a lot of. But I think those Jesse, Jesse, I think isn't part of it like the the kind of not maybe not even the kind of people who are use Untapped a lot, but like maybe the like or less likely to even bother rating a Pilsner because they're just like, it's a Pilsner. It's like perfectly fine. I'm, I don't know. Like you got you to want to have some fun with untapped. Go to the Instagram. There's an Instagram account. It's called untapped. What the f- oh, yes. oh yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like, there's, like a, there's like a coffee stout where they're like a oh, 0.5. A lot of coffee in this. We're like, yeah, that's uh, sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the girl that's right. like, they they use too much. They they use too much lactose sugar, lacto lacto sugar. They should have used milk sugar. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite ever was point two five stars. Are not enough co- or uh, not a coffee person? Then yeah. don't rate your coffee beer if you're not oh, a coffee yeah. person. Fine. Don't but, like uh, it is too. Yeah, guy, too there was a guy on Untapped. What the. F- 
Step posted this thing from his brewery and some guy had purchased a pint of Pilsner and said, I don't care what style it is. If I can see through it, it gets 0.25 stars. What? Nice. What? So, I mean, that's just kind of what you know. I probably, I probably know that guy. Yeah. You will get beat up. You go to Germany. <laughs> you go to Germany. You'll get the f- beat out of you over there. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I, so I mean, like, that's the, if that's the evolution of the American beer drinker and you need to stay relevant in the conversation, like, yeah, I guess you need to stop filtering your Pilsner. No, you're, an, you're an idiot. Don't I, ever stop filtering your Pilsner. I feel, I, I feel reassured every time I walk in the Flying Bison. Yeah. They're... Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll do it. They've got their juicy IPA. They have like they'll do one juicy IPA or something. But like, yeah, but you got Larkin Lager. And they're selling. Ton, they're selling like so much lo- like Lager. Pilsner is just like, and that place is like doing really well. And there were people drinking in the snow last Saturday when I was there. Yeah. And just like that gives me like. Yeah. Is there like, is there Vienna their flagship? Or one yeah. of the yeah. Yeah. Rusty yeah, Rusty, yeah, Rusty, That's like, genius. Just, I like that that would take balls if you tried to start that way today. Yeah. That's so but, yeah, like, now keep in mind though, keep in mind though that they put that flagship out there in like uh two thousand and two. Yeah. 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 yeah that so, was like, brand recognition helps. I get it. Yeah. yeah it's still, it's so, still awesome. It, right. it, it but I think they've you know they've they you know they've tweet they you know they put out the juice caboose and they've done a couple of like whatever it might be like current styles, but it's just like, now we're going to put lizard Bach out, right? We're going to do barley wine. Yeah. They released we're gonna just produce Lark. We're going to do a lot of Larkin lager and like buy fast. It's like, what do, you, what like do we cool, do every cool year? They put- are not going, like the cool beer people are not going there, but they're like, what about that? I was there last week. Are you saying I'm not cool beer people? Yeah, I was, I was there too. Like, there's like there's I hope I hope they never see a milkshake the word milkshake and there be no offense to the milkshake but I just you need that like you need just well, like do I want my McBison Scotch Ale don't f- that yeah with that when, like, they, that when they released when they got a canning line and they decided to release Fluffy Puppy I was a little bit. Not concerned, but like, I was like, oh, this is a little bit more out of Flying Bison's wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, don't say yeah. Agreed. that they're going to stop being Flying Bison. And there's there's no way. I mean, they've got such a core audience of people yeah. built yeah. on the yep. beers that they, like Aviator Red. I'll tell you right now, man, dude, I walk into a bar any bar in Western New York, if they have Aviator Red on tap, I don't yeah. care if there's sticky on tap. I'm drinking Aviator Red. I mean, I that was one of the first craft. That was the first craft beer I ever had that was made in Buffalo. Yeah, and I drank it in 2002 when we put it on tap at Broadway Joe's Bar on Main Street. Broadway Joe's. Broadway. Shout out to Broadway Joe's. Carl, did you work there? Love it. I worked at Broadway Joe's four years. Adam, what do you uh, what, what crawl are you rolling right now? We just popped the the pineapple sticky, oh, so I want to make sure that the pineapple is right in suspension. It's very very juicy. It's very pineapple. so. Let me ask. Well, let me ask you a question, Mister Burnett. Oh, it's so good, yeah. Carl. Yeah. Don't don't say that. 
I didn't actually um, open it. CJ opened it. I'm still it's dr- really good. I'm it's still good. drinking, Josh. It takes me back to my Malibu and pineapple days in college. Wow, here, nice. in a good way. I'm a, I'm on this uh, Eli Fish uh, beer to guard. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I just had that. Do you want to tell them your story about the beer to guard? Do it. Oh. Do yeah, let's it. hear it. Oh. oh, so last year before I knew Adam, I went to Eli Fish at like Christmas time. I'd never been there before, and I was like, wow. This is place is so cute. It's all decorated for Christmas. And I like drank the beer to guard and I gave it five stars. And then I left and I like, didn't know he existed. And then this year he came out with the beer to guard again and it's still good. And that's the end of the that's story. That's a story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a lot missing in that story, but I like it. That's, that's the end of the story. Middle's cut out. I mean, yada, yada, yada. Right? You're in the same house story. together. I mean, that's... I wanted the, the, the justification that she liked the beer before she knew me. <laughs> I don't yeah. really get So, All right, guys, I'm I got to wrap question. this up. I got I to take care of. But, um... What? Is there anything else that's pressing that's on your mind? Anything anything else that you want to ask? Anything else that you want to freaking go through real quick? We're going to talk about you when you leave. So I've we ask, we're going to ask Adam all the important questions because he seems. Well, I'll like, say this. I'm this very... two and a half year old Citrus Screamer or what? <laughs> you say two and a half year old? <laughs> Why do you have a beer library of that should be drank fresh? <laughs> I don't know. That's a seller, man. That's like a that's like a question for a whole nother podcast. Yeah, like, so that's a whole. Why does, what is the year on that? Eight, June eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Oh God! Wow. What? Yeah, six months. What do you like? Save. I have more questions. Save beers that should be drank fresh. There's a lot of questions going on here. All right, Carl. We're saying goodbye to Carl. Carl. The whole Carl. What is written on the bottom of the faded claws can? It's smeared, and I can't read it. Do you remember? Oh, the bottom of the faded claws can says, um, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho, ho, ho! Nice, because <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. So I will say this is that when when my wife and I we finished Thanksgiving dinner together, we sat down and I was like, "Oh, Thanksgiving's over. It's time to watch a Christmas movie." And I put on <laughs> Die Hard. Uh, that's <laughs> great movie. Two thumbs nice. up. Because do. Carl, thank you for joining us. All right, tonight. guys. Love you thank guys. You, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Bye, Carl. You're perfectly fine. Yes. I, I'm, just not, I'm not really a Josh is still there. He's still there. He's just dead. Yep. He's still there. He's just dead. Hi, Joe. I'm pouring more bourbon. Hello. And there's someone. Right, he's still there, so don't talk. Turn to talking. What the f***, man? Let's talk about him. Click off, Carl. Exit, Carl. He's still there. He's still there. Don't talk about him. Woo! Yeah, we now we we can talk about him. We definitely need Carl to do. You know what? Yeah, Adam. I have a I have a question. If as long as you have to go, hang on. I don't gotta go anywhere. But can I piss? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, you can always step away at this point. No, (laughs) that's a hard no, Adam. No. Oh, Chris is going to Hello. This oh, is yeah. so much better. Hi, guys. Hey. I've never met any. Well, I've met Jawit. That's about it. Jawit's um, a celebrity. Five of you in the league? Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Do you, rem- do you remember where we met for the first time? Maybe the old time? Right on the spot. Um, When I got accepted into the coalition at Flying Bison. 
I saw you and Hollerin chugging. And I was like, whatever that is, I want to be part of that. Okay, I, okay. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. We did meet there. Yes. And I was like, I want to be in that. What do I have to do to be in now that? I re- yep. Now I remember that. They're like, say your name and then chug a beer. I was like, like how much beer? They're like two tasters. And I was like, okay, let, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I remember that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Well, it sounds yeah. very exacting. It was very really exact. fun. I just moved back to Buffalo, so that was fun. Yeah, I do so what do you guys that. do as the league? I need more information. Uh, well, that's a complicated. No, we question. drink a lot of beer. Sometimes we yeah. do these. Yeah, we that looks like he's on a radio yeah, like, show. Yeah, we have a you know. There's, well, I mean, it's Scott's. He's our host. He's our host. So he's a ringleader. Wow, he's the, it uh, looks like an actual like YouTube channel. Oh, it's it's a real legit. I mean, there's. Right now, you're on a podcast with actually, he's got all the toys. Yeah, we have actual people that listen to this crap. There are people, there's people. What does yeah. it get posted to, though? Like, where do you put it? Anywhere podcasts are, are yeah. uh, posted, you can find us on uh, iTunes, which is yeah, not iTunes, iTunes. Apple Music, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. Are you on uh, Spotify? We are and on right. Spotify. Yes, we are. All cool. right. Perfect. Good. I'll go follow and you guys. BuffaloBeerLeague.com. Are you on title? That's right. Title. No. With the plug. Cheers. <laughs> Get the plugs out there. <laughs> WNY Brews Adam, Adam, on Spotify. Adam, you're good. You're good. You can. Oh, a- Adam's been trumped. He's done? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, but yeah. I'm drinking a Buckstar tonight. Uh mm. Like when we're talking about rules. Like, oh yeah, right there. This is a buck <laughs> star. I'm not sure. Do we need to drink Carl's beer? We don't. I'm joking. But we don't drink Carl's beer. I don't even like Carl's beer. Adam, Adam, I had, Adam, I had a question for you. Speaking of like legalities and things with beer, like we were talking about this earlier. Like, so I, I am currently drinking out of a glass that has like uh, the sort of like Tech Mobile football logos, like. Yeah. We're talking about like, you know, some breweries are doing like glasses with like Nintendo logos or Star Wars stuff. Like, and I'm thinking, all I can think is like, this is definitely copyright infringement. Like, how are they, like, from everything I've talked to with local brewers about like, it's everything that like to get a label approved is like absurd. Like the language and the images, like, so these places just make... You can just put Baby Yoda on a glass, sell 800 of oh, them. A glass is different than a beer label. Those are like, like no. different worlds. But how is, but it's still, it's still a copyrighted image though, which I don't understand. Uh, let me start it and you can yeah. finish it. <laughs> so if, if I make a glass and it happens to have Mega Man in all gold and people <laughs> want to resell it for $2,000. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, right? it's only intellectual property ip fraud until the cease and desist is filed right so if i sell 200 glasses in eight hours and you know the ip holder nintendo doesn't notice it until tomorrow so that's i get a cease and desist the cease and desist is active from the point i receive the cease and desist so if i sold 200 glasses doesn't matter okay so how about what if you're what if you're producing glasses like regularly 
does a cease and desist work for only like one image or can they just say like Adam Burnett, you can no longer produce our images. I can't comfortably answer that. I don't know. We, I've never received a cease and desist. Legal team. To, yeah. We I, need to I, have Brendan Palfreyman. Or oh, Palfrey. I love him. He's yeah. the yeah, best beer craft beer lawyer. We need to get him on the podcast to talk about this because I am super interested. I'd love to. I've talked to him. To He's have. cool. Yeah. Right. We he's, should get him on. Yeah, he's, he's really cool. Super cool on Twitter. I follow him, of course. Because it's like these these are copyrighted images. Like Chewbacca, it's got like yeah. This is all cut. It's what are you doing? Images. What are you doing to this podcast? Never. And no, nothing I, I matters know, until you receive your cease and desist. That's how that, that's the end of the story. Interested. Like I'm I'm curious about it. I I love getting the again, like the Nintendo stuff, but like yeah, I, I'm interested in how it. Go, that's I guess that's a good that's a good answer. Adam. Start like, a side hustle there, Mark. We're gonna get oh. Brendan on. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to yeah. I'd be I'd love to talk to someone who's like, yeah. But he's, he's an IP lawyer get for beer it by saying that it's just like their house beer. So like if a brewery is selling something and they're labeling it themselves and they file it with whatever that TT whatever. So like for example, Jay Wakefield in Miami, they constantly put Star Wars on their label. They constantly yeah. so. In on the books, it is not called whatever beer they call it. On the books, it's called like Jay Wakefield Ale. And as really? long as they don't distribute it, as long as they sell it out of their tap room, they can't get caught. But the but the isn't the the image itself is still copyrighted, right? Yeah, but like who's I gonna like? Well, who I was gonna say like, catch you. I could put like if I started. If I started making a homebrew and put Mickey Mouse on the label. Well, Disney will always find you. Well, <laughs> it depends on the context of the use because Mickey Mouse is in the last four seasons of South Park. But due to the context of parody law, it isn't, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I, w- I would like to talk to. Uh, We're yeah. going to talk to Brendan. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah. So, yeah, Esquire. Yeah, to to if it's just an image on a beer glass, that beer glass sells up before you get the cease and desist. Yeah, matters. What does it matter? If you're putting an image of Mickey Mouse on your beer label, you're selling for X amount of time. It could get hairier, but you could always play parody depending on the context. Okay. All right. So, all right, bring the lawyer in. Cheers to the uh, company that produced the Tecmo Bowl. We're out the game. Cheers to getting around the cease and desist. Cheers. I don't play I don't, that game. I, I don't like have anything boring in my fucking glass. labels. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, all right. So I'm, I'm going to use the bathroom and, and get myself some more bourbon. I know Scott and Brian know. You guys know Dan Beish, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. We all love Dan Beish. Yeah. So he dropped... <laughs> He he dropped off some homebrew in a <laughs> what the nice oh, club soda. I came home and I opened the fridge and I was like, "This isn't club soda." He picked up some cookies from Becca earlier, so this is. Uh, I'm not going to open it because Becca will be mad. But yeah, he like That's awesome. club soda bottle for me. That container's it's going to hold the carbonation, so he can yeah. bottle condition in that. 
<laughs> it's plastic conditioning, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but you still, it's going to hold it. Yes, it will. <laughs> I'm going to open a faded clause here. Oh, faded clause from, from one more other beers. I'm going to so use the restroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was, we can just cut the whole part out while you're gone, just in case we. You're talking about Loganberry, so I had to open up a resurgence Loganberry with. Oh, nice. They put that in 16 ounce cans now? Yeah. 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 16 ounce cans. Is Loganberry an actual fruit? It is an actual fruit, but it's incredibly rare. So, how do we get so much in Buffalo then? We don't. We get (laughs) Rosie's extract. Yeah. But Loganberry is a hybrid of blackberry and raspberry. So, if you just (laughs) blend blackberry and raspberry, you are tasting Loganberry. Ah, all right. I have not had this in a while. It was good. Adam, Adam, this is a good question for you. Like, so we, we've talked about this a few times with like adjuncts or something like, you know, you want a beer to taste like maple. The worst thing to do is to add real maple syrup because it's super expensive and it doesn't have that maple taste that people think of or like whatever you're doing a strawberry IPA. Like if you use real strawberries, it doesn't have that sort of kind of artificial sweet strawberry flavor. Like you finding that with like your, whatever adjuncts you're using or um, maple is just the one I always go to. Cause I know a couple of brewers around here said like, yeah, we, we spent all this money on real maple syrup and it didn't taste like that. I mean, they, you know, the, the sort of cheap Aunt Jemima brand that people like. Well, it's always context and it's the context of use. So if you want to talk about maple syrup, so like every fruit and every adjunct contributes flavors in different way and you got to learn how to ferment with it. So in the context of maple, if you actually ferment the maple, you will not taste almost anything. But if you let a product finish fermentation, stabilize and back sweeten with maple, you're going to get a full face full of maple. So it's the the context of use. Uh, Strawberry ferments terrible and tastes like the rotten strawberry yep. greens on yeah. top uh, yeah for no reason just what strawberry does so we a lot of people use fake strawberry most yeah. breweries turn to amaretti flavorings for their strawberry because it tastes like real strawberry or it, it is real strawberry and they stabilize it in the way you can put it in a beer um but every single like candy strawberry yeah. right but there's no there's no cut answer to this it's really every flavor has its own rules and you learn through practice how to utilize each one the right way and obviously like cost has something to do with it like using real maple syrup versus a whatever kind of adjunct has a lot i used to make like a maple wheat for our local baseball team uh i used to last year i've only been here a year and a half i made a maple wheat for our local baseball team with our house beer and I used Amaretti maple because it was stupid to use real maple. I just, they just want to wheat with a, a hint of fake maple flavoring. Yeah. You know, like I doubt the majority of people making macro flavored things are using all real fruit. No. Um, maple in particular, it's pretty easy to get fake maple from what's the, what's the herb? There's an herb. There's an herb that tastes like maple when it's used the right way. Fenug- fenugreek. Fenugreek. Ah, you heard of fenugreek in cooking? So if you you can with fenugreek in the right way, so it becomes maple extract. 
Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. So, and that costs pennies, yeah, which is real maple. Yeah, real real maple is, yeah. I mean, if you're making, like, a large amount of beer. like that's... But everything everything's context. Like, one of the worst things I did last year. No, it's, one of the things I did this spring is I, I released an imperial stout that was aged in a maple barrel. So, the barrel held maple before. And then I aged the stout in it. But I never, I didn't add any maple to it. And I just said, oh, this is a maple barrel aged beer. And everyone's like, where's the maple? I'm like, well, the yeah. barrel was maple. I didn't add maple. And it was like kind of a big mistake. So yeah. things need to be punches in the faces these days, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's, yeah, the subtlety of things is not, especially, I mean, if you put it on the label as in that case, like this is an imperial stout brewed in a maple barrel, people are like, well, it better have a lot of maple. It's like, well, unfortunately, it won't because it was just a maple barrel. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no room for, yeah. Yeah. Salty. Right. But, yeah. Well, that's because they're going to add all the things to it. And, you know, it's, it's cost of entry. Uh, but, like, for what was I going to say? For, oh, for to, to, as the, your context is a callback. Carl was talking about guava a lot. I love guava too. And it's a double-edged sword. You don't like guava. It's a double-edged sword because I love guava, but also guava just happens to be the cheapest fruit that exists. Ah, so yeah. like I can feel like for the cost of one, could we buy either in brew, we buy in bladders, we buy in tanks, we buy in like pallets, depending on or how much you want to buy a fruit or adjuncts or whatever. For the cost of like one bladder of blackberry or raspberry you can get three bladders of guava so it's like the the urge to make guava beers is very high because it costs nothing adam are you using you're using real guava because real guava is pretty bitter right like i think are you Um, using real guava or i have never no i have i have actually eaten a guava they're not that bitter when they're real guava is not super bitter when it's uh ripe but it is it has like a million seeds so it sucks to eat as a fruit okay yeah maybe i just yeah i remember having it a couple times like yeah, they have a they have like a million big black seeds so eating yeah. it sucks but if someone's doing the pressing and and you know packaging for you it's a good puree i didn't know the santa hat but i got the christmas tree so i think i i got that going yeah on. you're good yeah we just yeah, i saw Ryan, fire uh, too, so you're all set yeah Absolutely. We've done this. This podcast has devolved. At one point, we were all shirtless. I had a, I had a spaghetti strainer on my head at one point. So we've, we've done some. Oh, I have to. I have to imagine we're a little over two hours in. But we're probably only an hour fifteen of usable content. So I, that's why we're still going. <laughs> we might only be at like fifteen minutes of usable content. <laughs> fifteen minutes. It's now not. Yeah, it's it's now not noon. It's close to night's version of noon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, boys. You gentlemen have a good evening. Scott, we'll see you later. Pleasure. Yes. Adam, thank you so much. Pleasure to be friends with you all. It was wonderful. So, hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone who uh, joined in on the conversation on this episode. And I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget 
to check out buffalobeerleague.com or the YouTube channel or just say hi on Twitter. And as always, we go out with You Can't Buy Beer With Condolences by the Rearview Ramblers. Check them out at rearviewramblers.com. Because you can't.